This episode is full of spoilers and contains some not-so-super language. Welcome back for episode number five of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, entitled... You want the truth? You can't handle the truth. It's it's just the truth, though. It's, it's just, just the truth. It's just truth, isn't it? I think it's the truth. Not important. Truth, justice, and the Captain American way. That's verbatim. Maybe it's like truth, colon, red, white, and black, the 2003 series that introduced Isaiah Bradley. Hey, possibly. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> this is the penultimate episode. Oh, I love that word. Season. I know you do. And a lot happened. This thing is doing a lot of heavy lifting to set up what's going to happen next week. This thing almost feels like its own finale. It really does, in a way, at least. Because of the way it ends, obviously it's a cliffhanger, but it could be the finale if it had to be. If it had to be. kind of neat. Yeah. But let's get right into this one, because it is busy. There's a lot going on. John's struggling because he did the murder. He did. He feels pretty bad about doing the thing with the with the killing. With the shield and the body. And, yeah. So he's <laughs> gonna run away and then he's gonna he's gonna be in a warehouse or something. Right. Just... And the ghost of Lamar is saying, You always make the right decisions, man. <laughs> and he's like, Fuck you, ghost of Lamar. It's like, really, Lamar? Now? Now's the time. <laughs> right. I mean, you always make the right calls in, in times of battle and whatnot. Remember when I said that? Last episode? Oh, boy. He's struggling with it. Yeah. Sam and Bucky are going to show up, and they say, you made a mistake. Yeah. You act in the heat of battle. I'm going to need that shield, though. They're, like, super cool about it, too. They're like, hey, man, we understand what happened. Yeah, they're weirdly cool they're about weirdly, it. They're like, we get it. You know, this guy over here with the metal arms killed a few people. We've, we've been we've there. We've all been there. We've, we've all, been, all there. been there. Me? Collateral damage? Probably. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'm a bird with rockets. <laughs> it's happened. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, maybe maybe say, like, you know, things happened. Right. But, <laughs> but we are going to need you to hand over that shield. He's not going to give up that shield, and they're going to fight. They're, they're going to fight. It's an awesome fight. It's a very cool fight. You got Bucky and Sam trying to get that shield. You got John trying to outright murk Bucky and Sam. Yeah. He's doing the yeah. shield raise. He's like, hey, worked once. He's like, well, why the hell not? I've already got blood on the shield. Might as well get some more on there. Right. If this were the scientific method, I've already proven that this one works, <laughs> this method. Therefore, replicate. I feel terrible for Sam in this fight. He's human. It sucks. It's just two super soldiers <laughs> wailing on each other, and he's like, I'm going to do flips. Right. <laughs> and like, like try to kick the shield out of his hand every once in a while. I don't know what he's trying. I don't trying. know. I don't know. But eventually, he's the one who ends up grabbing onto the shield, and he rockets it off of John Walker's arm, and John yeah. Walker's arm just goes pop. Yeah. that's. I wonder how much pressure it takes to break a super soldier's I arm. I don't know, but you need a rocket to do it, apparently. You need, you need a rocket strapped to your back, and you can't have wings, because John Walker broke the wings off. He ripped the wings right off. So he's just wearing a jet pack. Right, and then, now that Sam's got the shield, Bucky's going to throw John Walker oh, into man. a flying Sam, and he just gets clocked with the shield. Yeah. And he's out. It's over. That's it. John Walker's arrested, probably, off screen. Something like that. And Bucky... He's going to give that shield back to Sam. He's going to toss it at him like, you should have had this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, he's not giving that up. No. We find out that Carly has gone into hiding. Naturally. She's going to be very, very hard to find now. She's super hidden. Like, before she was just regular hidden, now she's super hidden. Right. 
Torres is going to come back. He's got Sam's wings in a bag. Yep. He's like, hey, what happened to those? <laughs> I really like how I guess he's going to try to fix them. Is that? Yeah. I mean, he, he was working do? on, on the, the drone earlier, right? Right. So he's got some know-how, some technical prowess. That's pretty fair. Also, this is Joaquin Torres. He is absolutely Joaquin Torres. And Sam starts walking off with the shield. Yeah. And he leaves the bag behind. And Torres says, hey, you forgot these. And oh, boy, this got me so badly because Sam turns right back. Keep them. Love it. Boom. Love it. That's a torch passed right there. There it is. We uh, we are growing our MCU ranks. We absolutely are. John Walker is going to go before a committee of some sort. And they're basically going to be like, Hey, man, <laughs> he killed a man with the shield, so you're not Captain America anymore. Also, everything good you did, you, you didn't do. We're going to say you're stripped of everything. Yeah, well, basically like, hey, because you were so cool before and did all that stuff, we're not going to have you court-martialed. <laughs> right. But we are going to be like, that guy doesn't even exist. Right, you're officially dishonorably discharged, starting at the beginning of last month. <laughs> oh, did Wasn't it like a... a was it a dishonorable? I thought they said they were going to do an honorable discharge before he became Captain America. I typed dishonorable. Okay. So, I don't know. I type while we're watching these things, though, for what it's worth. So. Could, could go either way. Either way. Discharged. discharged. And you don't get any kind of retirement or benefits. No. But just, that's that's like a, a slap in the face. You're done, son. And then he just kind of walks out as he's like the weird shield-obsessed government man. You made like, me. It's weird. It it's is. very weird. Oh, how much does he sound like his father in this scene? He is very much Kurt Russelling. He's Kurt Russelling all over the screen. Oh, my God. You know what? I love it. It's I great. Love it. Kurt it's Russell wonderful. has like a weird way of yelling where it doesn't sound like his voice is getting loud. It sounds like he's yelling. Right. It's kind of like a radio voice, if you will. It is kind of like that. It is kind of like that. Yeah. Wyatt has a similar thing going on. Must be genetic. It has to. It's <laughs> got to be the the chin and the jaw and, just the Somehow, lower part of the face. Yeah, all of that is is genetically predisposed. Right. Whereas to... the Trump kids got the really shitty lower part of the face. <laughs> Those Russells, Russells. killing it. Absolutely killing it. They can yell without yelling. Right. <laughs> Except he does yell. He's not happy. No. And he's so unhappy he's going to go sit on a bench. Yeah, that's what you do. And talk to his wife. Yes. Who I forgot about. Right from the locker room scene. Right. The In episode beginning two. of episode two. <laughs> She's back. She still exists. She is back. And while he's sitting there just being a, a grumpy grump, <laughs> in walks Julia Louis fucking Dreyfus. Absolutely amazing reveal. I was not expecting to see her not ever at all. That one came out of left field. And she introduces herself as Contessa Valentine Allegra de Fontaine. And you'd be forgiven for not not really remembering that the first time through. Right. But she doesn't like to repeat herself, so remember it. Says, call me Val. Call me Val. But also don't call me that. Right. Which is awesome. Do it in your head. Exactly. This is a character. This is a, a large character. This is somebody who exists in the comics, but it's kind of more obscure. So, you... Right. Very yeah. important, though. She was supposed to debut in Black Widow. Right. And, you know. You know. The pandemic. Things happen. Forced their hand to make her debut now, which is great. Because now it's going to be a bit of a mystery going into Black Widow. That's true. And she, Assuming she didn't get cut out of there, because who knows what they did with all this stuff at this nah, point. I don't think that you're cutting this character. I think this is this is setting things up. When you got we, Julia, you you use Julia. You, exactly. And we will get there. She hands John Walker a blank business card, yeah. which is 
awesome. It's fantastic. And then she says, the best thing you ever did will be answering when I call. I love that. Like, I'll summon you. A lot of power there. Don't don't worry about the card. We get to see Carly, finally. Yeah. She's saying it's time to fight back. She is. It is time to get this movement moving. She's unhappy. She's not thrilled. She's like, hey, they're, they're doing things. I don't like it. Right. We got to do things back. We got to do the things back to them because they did the things to us. Yep. It's time to do the things. Just trying to live, man. In Zakovia, we get to go to the memorial finally. Hey, hey, that's a thing. And Zemo's there. Of course he is. Bucky finds him there because, I mean, the breadcrumbs were kind of laid out pretty yeah. thick. Thick breadcrumbs. Zemo pretty much was like, <laughs> this is where I'm going to go after I run off in the next scene. And then he did. Right. <laughs> and now Bucky's found him. Yeah, and Bucky's going to put a gun to Zemo's head. Sure is. Pulls the trigger and nothing happens because he has taken the bullets out and he turns them over to the Dormelage. Right, because he's not the Winter Soldier anymore. He's not. He I love that. Prove a point to Zemo. Yeah, and Zemo at the same time says, I took the liberty of crossing my name off your list, which I think is great. I loved it. Zemo's got depth. Zemo has so much depth. Like, they did so much work on that character. They really did. In this series that I like him now. I do too. It's so. like such a weird, lovable villain. It's bizarre. It's wild. It's bizarre. <laughs> but now he's in the custody of the Dormelage, and Bucky asks Io for one more favor. Yes. We should mention that the Dormelage are going to bring him to the raft. That was a big name. And I was quite happy about that. Oh, yeah. And while all that's happening, Sam's going to go see Isaiah. Got to go back to Baltimore, man. He's got he's to figure some stuff out. So he goes and he has to sit down with Mr. Bradley. This scene, man. It is heavy. It is incredibly heavy. <laughs> heavy. And Isaiah Bradley lays it all out. He's like, hey, look, here's what happened. He, he comes clean about everything because Sam's like, I just got to know. And he brings the shield with him, which kind of helps. It sort of helps, but even Isaiah is just like, don't you open that here. Right. Don't you open that case. Right. I don't want to see the stars and stripes. I, I have nothing about, there's nothing about this country that I'm proud of. Right. Pretty much Isaiah Bradley saved his entire troop. Yep. Because he saved his entire troop. He was the only one with the super serum during these tests that kind of had a reaction to it, I guess. I guess I think they all reacted. He's the only one who survived, survived. the reaction. And they did experiments on him for 30 years. Yep. Until somebody helped him fake his own this death. This nurse. Yeah. And it makes me curious about this nurse. I'm also curious about the nurse. But he faked his own death and he's been just laying low. Right. And because Sam even says, I-, I will get you out of here. Like, we'll get you out there. People need to know about this. He's like, Sam. You don't think I'll be dead the next day? Exactly. Come on. Exactly. As soon as people find out that I exist still, I'm done. Absolutely. But he even says, the world wasn't ready for a black Captain America. That is heavy. That is very heavy. I really, really like how this show addresses race. I do too. Yeah. It is such a smart way of getting the point across because he always says, like, no, you know that this isn't going to work. Right. You know that. Right. Blonde hair, blue eyes. That's kind of what they're about here. Yeah, and and you can see the look on Sam's faces. He doesn't agree entirely, but he he understands where he's coming from. He does, and I think he doesn't agree entirely just because Steve was his best friend. Exactly. And he's like, I know the guy who had the shield, man. I know right. who Captain America was, and even you would be proud of him. Like, yeah. That's the look yeah. he kind of gives, but he's like, but I get it. Right. It's like, you were a cap prisoner for 30 years, and that's, that's, um, that's bad. That is bad. In fact. But I love the line they go out on here because Isaiah says, they will never let a black man be Captain America. And even if they did, no self-respecting man would want to be. That's heavy. That's This show has a lot of issues with modern-day America. 
<laughs> yes. Yes, it does. With with refugees and race and all oh, sorts of things. This boy. is commentary heavy. I would say that they're really going hard at the 60s, 70s Marvel way of doing things. Yeah. Where you kind of have those X-Men undertones where you're trying to deal with all these sociological issues. Right. And the only way you know how to do it is by telling stories. Exactly. Sam's going to go home. He starts calling in favors to fix his boat because Sarah's like, I got to sell this thing. Right. We have to sell the boat. The boat, the boat keeps being a thing. So. Oh, yeah. Sam calls in favors from a bunch of people from the community because, of course, his parents, he and Sarah's parents, have all these years been helping out the entire community. And they're like, oh, the Wilson's call, asking for something. Then, of course, we're going to be there to help. Right. And Bucky even answers and the call. Bucky shows up out of nowhere. And starts flirting with his sister. Was he flirting or was he just annoying being nice? Sam. And I think Sam he was, was annoying like, Sam with it. And it worked really, really this? well. Yeah. <laughs> but he also drops off a case that's a gift from Wakanda. Yeah. To Sam. Yeah. And man, do they just go, hey, you want to know what's in the case? Do you want to know what's in the case? And smash cut. <laughs> Out of there. <laughs> John Walker. He's going to go visit Lamar's family. Yeah. And Lamar's family wants to know. It's an army family. Kind of like a like a secret team type understanding. Like they know what Lamar was doing and what John has done. Right. And they even said like, the guy who killed our son, did you get him? And John said, I did. And they're very happy that justice was served to the man who killed their son. But as we know... They're definitely comforted by the thought. Yeah, that the guy who John Walker killed was not the person who did it. It was not. And John knows that, too. And he absolutely knows that. And he is lying through his teeth because he's a terrible human being. Wyatt Russell is doing a hell of a job. (laughs) He is selling it. He really is. I I feel bad that this guy's going to get so much hate for just being such a good actor in this role. Right. (laughs) He really is a good actor, though. He is. We get a weird cut here where we go see Sharon. Yeah. And she's trying to cut a deal with somebody on the somebody. phone. Somebody. She's on the phone. We're in looking Madripoor. at all of her artwork on the walls, which is an interesting choice. Right. We have no idea what deal she's cutting. We don't really. But I picked up on something here. What'd you get? She speaks French She does on the speak phone. French. Well, the person on the phone is speaking French and she's understanding it. Right. Okay. I think that was enough for me. Well, not yet, but it will be. We'll get Okay. There. Fair enough. Bucky stays with Sam and his family. And they work on the boat together, and now they're becoming friends, and now they're training with the shield. They're throwing the shield around like a father and son catch, but with trees in the middle. Exactly. (laughs) You know, bouncing the shield off some trees, hanging out, talking. And Sam's like, hey, you want some tough love? I love this because Sam's going to go to work on Bucky. Yeah, this is like Sam's job before all the This is how we address soldiers coming back from war. This is how we address like the PTSD from these military people who had to deal with some extremely rough stuff and he's going to turn that right onto Bucky. Yeah. And I love Bucky here because Bucky, uh, he understands exactly what's happening and he's accepting it. Yeah. Bucky is giving Sam all the answers that he was withholding from the therapist in the first two episodes. Right. However many. Right. The first thing Sam has is like, you still having nightmares? He's like, of course I'm still having nightmares. And then- But he says that that just shows that there's a part of me that's still alive. Right. Still in there. Right. And, And he's like, well- I don't know about that. <laughs> right. Here, here's what you don't want to hear. Right. But Sam giving up the shield made Bucky question everything. Right. About what Steve thought of Sam, what Steve thought of Bucky, realistically about what this shield stands for, everything that this icon actually means. Yeah. Bucky started questioning it when Sam just threw it away. Yeah. 
And he even says, when Steve and I talked about what he was going to do, we didn't really think about a black man accepting the, the shield, what that would mean. I like how he says it sort of like, that's on us. Yeah. But we weren't wrong. Right. Right. It's a, it's a, we should have thought more about it. Right. But also. We're two white guys. You're still the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doubling down on you're the guy. Right. And Sam convinces Bucky that he needs to actually make amends to the people on his list, not just make himself feel better. Which is also great. Because it's is, like, is there someone you can actually make amends with? He's like, I got like 12. He's like, well, why don't you start at one? Why don't you start with Yori? Because <laughs> we think feel- that's a very good place to start. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's going to paint over that name on the boat next. Sarah says, don't do it. Don't do it. We can't it. sell this boat. as part of our history. Exactly. We can't do that. Sarah, who's been the whole time, got to sell this boat, got to sell the boat. She's like, we can't sell the boat. Can't do it. And I love how this show leans into history. Yes. Like what it actually means to these characters. And it's why you can't have a black Captain America hit Sam so damn hard. You have Sarah saying like, our family worked for all this, for this boat, our parents, this was theirs. We cannot sell this. You cannot sell a dream. You cannot sell your past. I love that. So good. And Sam, he's going to train to become Captain America. He is. We're going to start a shield tossing montage. Oh, yeah. And I like how he's not doing great with that shield. He's not. Not doing great at all. And then he starts doing real good, and he's doing flippies and stuff he's and catching so it. So many flippies. flippies. <laughs> and it's great. He is the flippy man. He absolutely is. And it's a good thing that he's training because Carly's going to team up with the baddies. Carly's in New York City. And who is going to come to her but George Batrock, the leaper. Zalipa. He's back. He's back. He's French. He's showing off weapons cases in the middle of Central Park. Yep. And and one of the other Flag Smashers, I think it's Dovich still. I, I just, just always assume it's Dovich. I always assume point. if there's a second <laughs> Flag Smasher, it's Dovich. He's like, is this what we're doing? We're teaming up with bad guys? And she's like, haven't you heard? We are bad guys. She's a fascinating character. She I'm is. I'm happy we didn't get a lot of her in this one. We don't need a lot of her in this no, one. No, we don't. But something I forgot to mention last episode of why she's the leader it's really interesting. It's because they said it's about time we had a leader that looked like everybody else. And it's because she is such an interesting looking person. Yeah. Where genetically, there's a lot going on with her. Absolutely. <laughs> she checks a ton of boxes. Yeah. <laughs> to put it real lightly. That's, that's the safest way of putting it. But she is a very solid leader. She understands what their mission is. She says, we're going to stop the GRC vote. Right. because That's G- the plan. The GRC are getting together in New York City to make a big vote about what to do with 200 million displaced residences. Which is Refugees nuts, or whatever right. we're calling them. Yeah. Which is insane. It's That's uh, so many. That's insane. I, I want to say in 2016, it was like the peak of refugee placement in the world. Yeah. And there was like 185,000. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. So this is a lot of people. Yeah, it is. But I like how she goes on her Flag Smashers app. On her phone. Yep. Clicks the button, that red hand pops up. Everybody around her on board. It shows that this movement has a ton of traction. Uh, Yeah, a lot. And I appreciate that we've never seen the full scale of the traction that it's gained. Yeah. That's terrific. Yeah. Because you keep hearing them talk about like, no, this movement's gaining ground. It's gaining ground. It's gaining ground. We don't see it, which, fine. You're like, how big actually is this? Right. It's huge. 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 At the GRC vote, the lights go out. Yep, that's never a good thing. It's a very bad thing. Especially fact. once the lights go out and the red lights come on. The red lights are definitely your warning light cinematically that something bad is about to happen. Yes. 
Red lights are on. People are in trouble. Exactly. Screens are glitchy. Uh-oh. Torres is going to call up Sam, and he says, I tracked all these phones, and here's all the places that it, like, pinged, and every single time we got a ping, a flag smashes attack happened right after. Yeah. We just got a ping in New York. And Sam happens to have the news on because he loves the news, I guess. I mean, I feel like (laughs) if you're trying to save people, that's a good place to start. I suppose so. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to save people, but I'm going to need two sources first. Or else we're not going to do this. (laughs) But he sees the GRC votes there and he says, Torres, good work. I got to go. I got stuff to do. He goes to the case. He opens the case. And we're like, oh, we're going to show you what's in the case. The motion that is all over Anthony Mackey's face. Yeah. You have no idea what it says. What's in that case? We can assume. Oh, I have a really good feeling about what's in the case. But he is just overcome. He is selling it. He's doing a hell of a job. And just looking at his face, you're like, I need I need to see what's in the case. And then they're like, all right, here's what's not. Credits! <laughs> but wait, there's more for the first time in this series. Yeah. We get a post-credit scene. Very, very reminiscent of Iron Man. It is. We got Mr. John Walker in a cave with scraps. (laughs) And one of his medals. And one of his medals. And he is forging himself a new shield. I love the look in Wyatt Russell's face. Like, it's about to be on, man. It's about to be on. What's his line? Time to go to work? Yep. There it is. It's a good line. Yeah. But that is episode five. Truth. Episode five, truth. A lot of truth in this one. There a lot was. of truths understood and realized. Truth bombs oh, dropped. Oh, man, this is a good one. And I guarantee people are going to say it slow, and I guarantee it. It was a full hour. Yeah. Which is like a whole six minutes longer than some of the other ones we've got. That's significant when you're only talking about an hour. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I don't think it was too long, but yes, no. people will say that. Did a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. I am absolutely loving this series. Me too. I loved WandaVision, but WandaVision was a lot of fun week to week because there's new things to learn all the time. Exactly. And this here, this is just down the barrel Marvel. Yeah. This is this is the story, A to B, A to B, A to B, A to B. Constantly, every single week, A to B. Yeah. We're hiding a little bit. Tiny bit. We're really not. We're showing you all these angles and- it's all going to come together. That's kind of how thrillers work anyway. Right. So right. that's ideal. They're like, let's take Civil War and Winter Soldier and just make a six-hour version. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. This thing is going to be so bingeable when it's done. Oh, yeah. This one especially. This one definitely. Oh, it's absolutely incredible what they're doing with it. And I'm loving it, and I cannot wait for the, I'm going to call it season finale because no one told me series yet. Right. Next week, uh, the MCU is going to change dramatically. It is. Next week. It absolutely is. Because this is going to be not the final thing we see before Black Widow, because we still have Loki, which is going to sneak its way in there as well. Yep, just barely. Just barely. But this is going to be, I think, our last time with our heroes until the next film entry into the MCU. And right. I think that's important. That is important. Because of the groundwork that's being laid here. Because we are past the original Avengers. Yes. We are very much moved on at right. this point. I believe this is the first episode where they said Steve's gone. Right. This is the, Yeah. Which is a question we've had this whole time. Is right. Where we, is Steve? We don't what know happened to Steve? Steve's gone. We don't know where, where Steve is still. He Steve. is gone. Gone. Whatever gone means, he's exactly. gone. He's not here anymore. That's it. Whether that means he's dead in another universe or on the moon, we don't know. No idea. But, man, I am just loving every bit of this. Yeah. I really am. And it's funny because we're so accustomed to what we had in the Infinity Saga. Yeah. 
But to me, what this show is doing is what a comic book would do, how you advance the grander scheme of what's actually going on, the grander story. Right. Because characters change. The Avengers change. Big time. They're constantly putting different characters into that team alone. Yeah. That's the beautiful thing about comics is that they evolve. The story keeps growing. It keeps changing. Is it for the better? Not always. Not always. But there's always something new happening. Exactly. And that's exactly what this show is doing is ushering in the next thing. Exactly. And that's a beautiful thing. And it gives me hope for how long they can keep doing this. It gives me a ton of hope, especially with Torres now having the wings. Yeah, that's I hope that's we see huge. it. I hope we see it. It would be oh, really man. cool to it see it. It would be. And we got to see Eli Bradley again. Yes, we did see Eli Bradley again. I'm this time we got if a, that comes back again. So. Better look at him. Yeah. So we'll see if that leads to anything at all. Looking pretty patriot-y. I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any new theories? Anything at all? I think we should take some time to talk about one thing in particular. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She is now in the MCU. Contessa Valentine Allegra de Fontaine is a character that is not very well known. No. By that name. She's got an alias. And it is Madame Hydra. That's a big one. It is a big one. Madame she Hydra's also no joke. does fall in love with Nick Fury. Yep. Her and Nick Fury have an on-again, off-again relationship. She starts off in S.H.I.E.L.D. But what they're doing with her character here, I have a couple theories. What you got? I think because of the way that Marvel's rights with Spider-Man characters is kind of tied up in weird stuff. Right. I think she might be a replacement for Norman Osborn and the Dark Avengers. I do not hate that. One little bit. Yeah. It's either that or the Thunderbolts, but... Thunderbolts, I'm still waiting to see Thunderbolt Ross at I am all too. times. Because... I, at any moment. That's the logical progression. It would make sense. Unless they don't want to do it because of the Suicide Squad. <laughs> like, I don't they know. want to just yeah. wait a little bit longer. Because at this point, it would be a little cheesy. Because, I mean, the Suicide Squad is coming out right. this summer. Right. So maybe they don't want to introduce that quite yet, but... When that does happen, man, that's going to be awesome. I f- have a feeling it's coming. Oh, absolutely, it's coming. At some point. But when? But when? And I don't know if it's going to be Dark Avengers or Thunderbolts, but I'm that and that leaves questions for Black Widow. I mean, it does. It absolutely does. Who are we recruiting over there? If that's what if, that, if that's what her game is, it could either be Yelena or Taskmaster, depending on which team we're going it with. It could here. be. It wouldn't surprise me to see Florence Pugh still. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I would not be surprised. And I do think we should talk about those end credits again, because they changed. They changed. Once again, Julia Louis-Dreyfus yes. is listed fourth I in these really credits. I really expected her to be an and after Daniel Brühl. Daniel Brühl's the with. Yeah. Usually when there's a with, there's an and. Usually. And there's now only one empty spot. And that's the after. spot. And that, to me, is... I can't believe like the thing that you picked up on that, and I'm like tracking it. Yeah. And... That is so exciting. It certainly makes the credits more bearable. I agree. You sit there, you're like, all right, I have something to look for. <laughs> I completely agree. And it paid off this week with the post-credits. So. It did. And I mean, I stopped fast-forwarding at this point because- Smart. You, you can't trust them. You can't. You can't trust them. Those assholes at Marvel. You can't trust any of them. The jerks. I am absolutely loving what they're doing right now. I cannot wait for the finale next week. I cannot wait to talk about the finale next week. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out who the power broker is. I still think it's Sharon. I mean, but I think it's too obvious. She but was I on still the phone with Sharon. somebody speaking French, and then all of a sudden, Bartok Zeliper shows up. 
It checks out. It's pretty convenient. So we'll see what's going on there. We'll see. You got anything else? That's it for me. Fantastic. Next week, the finale of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We'll see you then.